Hello and welcome to another episode of Footnotes, my PhD in the making. This is the podcast where I honestly reflect on my PhD journey, taking you along with me. I'm Carlotta, nice that you're here, now let's get started. Hello, hello and welcome back to another episode. The academic year is nearly over in Cambridge and I was reflecting what I really learned this year. This episode is a little bit different than usually, where I don't reflect on the inside and all the choices I made for the content of the PhD, but rather it's about the processes. Just before I start sharing my tips, I wanted to let you know that I'm aware that my circumstances are very unique, all our circumstances are unique, and that these tips might not work for you. In episode 2, I talked about the impossibilities of the PhD timeline. What I hadn't realized from the beginning was just how much freedom and flexibility comes with the PhD life. Anyways, let's get to it. Here are my six reflections on what has helped me most organizing myself in this PhD life. Number one, set clear goals. Know what you want to achieve, when you want to achieve it, and find a way to make yourself accountable for it. What helped me was setting up a clear timeline before starting my PhD, having goals for each term. At the beginning of each week, I sit down to write down my concrete goals. And that means that at the end of the previous day or in the mornings, I can choose a small achievable task for the day. These tasks could be, for example, reading specific papers, summarizing notes, writing on a subchapter, learning more about a particular concept. Number two, track your progress. I do that by having daily goals and by following my extended version of the Pomodoro technique. That means that I set my timer for 46 minutes. <laughs> Don't ask me why 46 minutes. I've just figured this out over the years of studying. I turn my phone on airplane mode, put it in a drawer and work in a clear browser. All I do for the next 46 minutes is working on the task I gave myself. After that, I have a small break. I stretch, make a coffee, go to the bathroom, check social media or answer emails or tidy up something, cook, whatever is on the list. I track these progresses by coloring in one bubble for each 46-minute unit of concentrated work that I do. This system comes from my bullet journaling. Those of you who know me know how much I love to-do lists and that by now the system is rather elaborated. I have different shapes and colors for 46 minutes of working, of lectures, of calls, of volunteering work, administrative work, sport, workout, yoga, etc. You don't have to make it this complicated in the beginning. But in any case, having those bubbles where I know each bubble I did was 46 minutes of work helps me to visualize how much time I actually spend per day on my PhD. The next point I reflected on is having fixed working hours and taking time off. Depending on what else is going on, I set myself clear goals of how many hours I can do PhD work per day. So this depends, do I have lectures, do I meet a friend for coffee, am I going for a workout, do I have lots of calls or supervision scheduled? Weekends are holy. I don't work on weekends, besides conferences. And that's because during my bachelor and master's degree, I used to spend a lot of time working during weekends and holidays. And that resulted in the fact that my biggest fear before I started the PhD was how to have a healthy work-life balance. Now I've just decided, as a deal with myself, to close my laptop on evenings and weekends. And this has been really helpful. And honestly, I feel like sometimes I come back a lot more relaxed and with a fresh mind and fresh look at my own work after a night out with friends or a weekend away from my laptop. 
The fourth reflection is make your PhD project yours. Stay open, stay curious and stay excited to learn. If you're dedicating three to five years of your research, own it. There are so many opportunities, grab them. Stay open, follow through with your ideas and say yes to try out new things. Go to conferences, contribute to writing a book, try blogging, take a research trip, learn about work of other people, volunteer your skills or perhaps you're also curious to learn how to podcast. Number five, find like-minded people to exchange with. This has been so, so useful for me and I cannot recommend that enough. It's not only helpful to critically think together through challenges of the PhD or specific theories you're working through or thinkers, but also just to have someone who is in a similar phase of their life and who understands the ups and downs you're going through with your PhD. Around halfway through my first year, I started meeting two other PhD students who are doing education and are in their final PhD year, but they look at very different topics. We meet every single morning between 20 and 30 minutes. We exchange our daily goals, holding each other accountable for small progresses that we hope to make and we think through different challenges together. Sometimes we exchange work, sometimes one of us presents a challenge they're working through or a diagram we want help with. It's been so helpful to meet each morning and to yeah, be part of each other's progress and also challenges. The last tip I have for you is do what you love next to your PhD. Balance yourself out. As cliche as it sounds, this really is a marathon and not a sprint and it's so helpful to feel energized and excited about what you do. Volunteer, explore, try, learn, hike, climb, meet your friends, draw, dance or do yoga. It doesn't matter, just do something completely different to your PhD work that gives you new ideas and new energy. Last month, my boyfriend and I decided to convert an old van into a tiny home on wheels because that had been a dream of mine since a long time. Although that meant that I had to work double daytime hours on my desk for my PhD and nighttime and weekends in the van, I was so excited to use my hands again to see tangible progress when we came further along in the build and to be creative in a very different way. The van build experience really showed me once again how much energy and ideas you can get from doing something you really love next to your PhD project. While these are my personal tips that work really well for me, I recognize that you might have very different circumstances and that you might not be able to follow through with all of these tips. All I hope is that you find a way to make this PhD project truly yours and to enjoy the messy ride. I hope you enjoyed this somewhat different episode where I reflected more on the processes around rather than the content of my PhD. If you have any tips worth sharing, please let me know what works well for you. I'll leave my email down below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Footnotes, my PhD in the making. I'm Carlotta, take care and stay tuned for more raw reflections in next week's episode.